Okay, just for a quick summary, MSK Mayo data looked at endometrioid histology and published um, three papers in succession. The first looked at endometrioid less than 50%, the low-risk patients, um, MSK and Mayo data, and noted um, pelvic lymph node positive detection was 5% in SLN patients and 25 in lymph node dissection. So more SLN, uh, more pelvic lymph nodes were, um, positive lymph nodes were detected using the SLN strategy. A similar number of periaortic lymph node positive um, detection rate and three-year disease-free survival and isolated node-free recurrence at three years was um, similar and not statistically significant and also not statistically significant difference in overall survival. So either strategy supported by these data in low-risk endometrioid patients. The next study was looking at high-risk uh, endometrioid subtype. They did also include serous and clear cell in this paper, but we're looking basically at any grade outer half invasion, the intermediate and high-risk cohorts. They had um, 200 patients in, from Mayo and MSK looking at SLN versus lymph node dissection. And their um, results show higher 3C1 detection in the SLN cohort, 32% versus 11%. Higher 3C2 detection in the lymph node dissection cohort, 4% versus 17%, with a similar median number of positive pelvic lymph nodes and a um, similar positive periodic lymph node um, detection rate. In the whole cohort that they studied, there was um, a higher rate of periodic lymph node positivity seen in the lymphadenectomy arm or cohort, and similar rates of 3C detection um, overall. They then went on in the third and final paper in the MSK Mayo um, by Schlappi et al. and looked at the patients who were outer half myoinvasion invasion any grade and reported on oncologic outcome um, with a median follow-up follow -up of 2.6 to 2.8 years in the two cohorts and saw that there was no significant difference between how nodes were assessed and recurrence in either progression-free survival overall, non-vaginal progression-free survival, and also, um, after adjusting for age and adjuvant therapy, no difference in hazard ratio for death despite SLN or lymph node dissection. Um, so the, the following papers are now um, written by Maria Schiavone as the lead author, looking at the MSK experience using SLN assessment in high-risk histologic subtypes. Um, compared with um, lymphadenectomy. The first paper was looking at patients with uterine confined carcinosarcoma undergoing SLN approach versus lymphadenectomy. There were 50 patients with SLN, 90 with lymphadenectomy, and about 20% uh, stage 3 detection in both groups. Um, median number of lymph nodes... Um, eight versus 20 with a similar number of positive lymph nodes uh, between groups. Recurrence was 70% in the SLN cohort versus 74% in the lymphadenectomy cohort. Progression-free survival was 23 months in both groups.
This paper supports the use of SLN mapping and adjuvant therapy in uterine carcinosarcoma. Um, but more patients in the SLN cohort received chemotherapy and IVRT at 68% compared with levenectomy patients at 38%. Um, 67 of the 136 patients in this cohort recurred. The majority were distant and multifocal. The three-year PFS rate was 41% in the entire group. The two-year PFS rate was 39% in the SLN group and 48% in the non-SLN group, which was not statistically significant. On multivariable analysis, stage four disease predicted worse PFS. So in other words, in this paper, looking at SLN versus lymphadenectomy and carcinosarcoma, positive node detection rate was similar in both groups. Recurrence was roughly 70 to 75% between groups. PFS was 24 months between the groups. There was more adjuvant receipt of adjuvant therapy given to patients who had the SLN approach, um, with the vast majority being chemo uh, with IVRT. However, in the patients who did recur, the majority were distant and multifocal, not um, isolated nodal. And the two-year PFS rate was not statistically di different between the two groups, 39% SLN, 48% non-SLN. The second paper by Maria Schiavone looked at SLN versus lymphadenectomy in uterine serous carcinoma. This had 20, 250 patients, 150 SLN assessed, and 100 lymphadenectomy assessed. Um, 30 to 40% of these patients had stage 3 slash 4 disease ultimately detected. Um, around 80% of patients in each group received chemo with or without RT as their adjuvant therapy. SLN patients had median 12 nodes removed, lymphadenectomy median 20 nodes removed. Two-year PFS rate was 77% in SLN patients and 71% in lymph node dissection patients, which was not statistically diff different, with a median follow-up of 40 months. So PFS was similar in both groups. SLN followed by adjuvant therapy versus lymphadenectomy followed by adjuvant therapy. Um, so they both were receiving adjuvant therapy and their PFS was similar. The PFS rate at two years was reported to be lowest in patients who had stage three and four disease, so node positive detection or metastatic disease at time of surgery, or if they had outer half invasion, LVSI or a positive wash. When they did multivariable analysis, um, stage was the only thing that really held up uh, in terms of a compromised PFS rate. Um, there were 23% of S positive SLNs detected in the SLN cohort. 12 were micrometastases and four were ITCs. Distant and metastatic disease at recurrence was predominating in both of the groups uh, with 74% of SLN patients and 67% lymphadenectomy patients and about 10% of local regional recurrence was seen between uh, both groups. Isolated nodal recurrences were reported in 16% of the SLN patients versus 24% of lymphadenectomy patients. So again, in, to summarize, this is a paper looking at uterine serous 
uh, uterine confined serous carcinomas, SLN versus lymph node dissection, showing overall similar adjuvant therapy, uh, more nodes removed in the lymphadenectomy patients, two-year PFS rate not statistically significantly different between 71 and 77% at a follow-up of 40 months, PFS similar in both groups, um, and the poor performers are those with advanced stage disease. Um, and at time of recurrence, roughly similar, 67 to 74% of recurrences noted, and these were distant and metastatic. About 10% were local regional, and they were similar across the groups. More isolated nodal recurrences appeared um, in absolute numbers in the lymphadenectomy group at 24% versus 16% in SLN patients. So major findings from the high-risk MSK Mayo cohort paper is that there is more 3C1 detection in the intermediate risk cohort using the SLN approach and more 3C2 detection in the lymph node dissection cohort um, in the intermediate risk group patients with no uh, statistically significant increased number of positive pelvic lymph nodes um, across the groups. There were no statistically significant differences in positive periodic lymph nodes in the intermediate risk cohort. In the overall cohort, there were more periodic lymph nodes detected in comprehensive lymphadenectomy patients. 
and 3C detection rates overall were, un, were not different across the groups, although 3C2 detection was um, more common in lymph node dissection patients. Oncologic outcomes were not reported in uh, this particular paper. The third in the series of MSK Mayo papers is um, lead author Brooke Schlappi, looking at the cohort of patients that Jennifer Ducey had written about, the outer, the greater than 50% myo-invasion, any grade, SLN versus lymph node dissection. And this paper focused on oncologic follow-up in all patients, and then also focused on oncologic follow-up in the node-negative patients in the two cohorts. They point out that intermediate risk patients have approximately a 20% risk of nodal metastases in endometrioid histology outer half invasion. In their cohort of SLN and lymph node dissection patients, uh, median follow-up was 2.6 years in the SLN cohort and 2.8 years in the lymph node dissection cohort. They noted no statistically significant association between type of node assessment and recurrence their adjusted hazard ratio was 0 0.87 uh, for progression-free survival, um, which was not statistically significant, and 0 0.77 in non-vaginal progression-free survival, also not statistically significant. They also um, assessed type of node assessment and the risk of death, and the hazard ratio was 2.54, the adjusted hazard ratio for age and adjuvant therapy, and this was not statistically significant. They, authors point out factors that were associated with overall survival using multivariable analysis was stage three disease and adjuvant therapy. Now, specifically in the patients who had negative lymph nodes with either SLN or lymph node dissection assessment, the progression-free survival hazard ratio was 0 0.69 the non-vaginal progression-free survival hazard ratio was 0.67, and the overall survival hazard ratio was 0.81. None of these were statistically significant, indicating that SLN versus lymph node dissection conferred no um, detriment with regards to progression-free survival, non-vaginal progression-free survival, and overall survival. And looking at all the patients in both the cohorts, patients who had cervical involvement did show an association with, with progression-free survival with a hazard ratio of over three, which was statistically significant. The authors also looked at um, overall survival using univariate analysis, looking at factors such as age, LVI, positive WASH, and stage three disease. And they noted the... Um, Hazard ratio was 2.53 for every 10-year increase in age. Hazard ratios was 3.75 if presence of LVI. Hazard ratio was 3.9, presence of positive wash. <clears throat> and hazard ratio of 12.7 uh, with stage 3 disease. They did not perform multivariable analysis because there were only 14 deaths within three years in the cohort studied. There were 11 recurrences in each cohort, SLN and lymph node dissection, within the three-year uh, three time period, 20% SLN and 15% lymph node dissection, um, and this was in patients with negative lymph nodes or no lymph nodes. 
So recurrences, uh, 20% in SLN, 15% in lymph node dissection. And this was in intermediate risk patients, outer half invasion, um, any, any grade. 36% of the recurrences were nodal. So those were four of those 11 patients. Authors note similar oncologic outcomes with the use of SLN versus lymph node dissection in patients with increased risk of nodal metastases. The false negative rate of the SLN approach, they point out, is 2%, and this stays low as long as you follow the NCCN algorithm. Lymphedema is reported to be about 1% with SLN patients in retrospective um, studies, and about 20% and higher with lymph node dissection, which further supports the SLN approach given that oncologic outcomes are similar. Um, There's also a report by Lateo that the authors bring up that was um, reported in abstract at SGO, that lymph node dissection is an independent association for lymphedema versus sentinel lymph nodes with an odds ratio of 1.8 in patients who self-report lymphedema. And these results were controlled for body mass index and the um, use of RT or not. Of the most recent um, paper now is looking at MSK data only, and lead author Alessia Aloisi. And this was looking at first recurrence in sentinel lymph node evaluated patients with 3C1 disease. So they had detected positive pelvic nodes using the SLN algorithm um, in 200 patients, and they these authors looked at patterns of first recurrence. So patients who basically had not had periaortic lymph node assessment because the critique of SLN approach is you are not assessing the periaortics and so you're missing um, roughly, you know, three to 5% of periaortic nodal metastases, whether they're isolated periaortic nodal metastases in the presence of negative pelvic SLNs or whether they're additional positive periaortic lymph nodes in the presence of positive pelvic lymph nodes. They uh, report a three-year disease-free survival of 67% and a three-year overall survival of 86%. When they break it down by endometrioid versus non-endometrioid, they note three-year disease-free survival is 81% in endometrioid patients and 40% in non-endometrioid patients, and this is statistically significant. A three-year overall survival of 97% in endometrioid patients versus 66% in non-endometrioid patients. This really shows us that endometrioid is a um, more favorable histopathology compared with serous clear cell. Um, 30% of patients recurred. So 3C1 disease, um, many of whom received adjuvant therapy, Uh, experienced a 30% recurrence rate. 8% of those patients were multi-site recurrence. 8% were abdominal. 7% were extra abdominal. And 8% were isolated nodal periaortic, uh, isolated nodal metastases. So I guess the simplest way to remember these 30% recurrence patients is like the eights. Eight multi, eight abdominal, eight extra abdominal, eight isolated nodal. This represented 17 patients in this cohort of 200 patients. 
Among the isolated nodal recurrences, 4% were para-aortic lymph nodes. And that was a total of eight patients. In patients who had ITCs at the time of their staging, so they were, you know, N0I positive, so pseudo-3C1s, they experienced a 17% recurrence rate. Patients with micro or macro metastatic node disease at the time of their initial staging experienced a 37% recurrence rate. And on multivariable analysis, histology only was associated with recurrence with a hazard ratio of 7.88, which was statistically significant. So again, key features to this really important paper. Disease-free survival at three years and overall survival at three years was overall be excellent in endometrioid histology in 3C1 disease detected using the SLN approach and overall poorer in non-endometrioid histology patients, um, showing us that histology is associated with recurrence with a hazard ratio of 7.88. Um, patients with recurrence, there were 30% in this cohort, 8% were isolated nodal, 4% were isolated para-aortic nodal recurrences. So overall a very small number in the cohort. The vast majority were multi-site or abdominal, extra-abdominal. Patients with ITCs, even those with treatment, had a 17% recurrence risk at three years um, compared with 37% uh, recurrence risk in micro and macro metastatic nodal disease, showing us that ITC patients um, may not be true 3C1s, like micro and macro, macro metastatic nodes, but are definitely um, higher risk patients than uterine confined disease. The authors point out there is a lack of consensus on how to best assess pelvic lymph nodes and limited guidance on periaortic lymph node evaluation. Um, they note that in their background discussion, 50 to 60% of women with positive pelvic lymph nodes will also have positive periaortic lymph nodes. And this is from the Mayo paper, Mariani. Um, thus, um, the importance of tailoring your adjuvant therapy if you do have a positive uh, pelvic lymph node, um, tailoring your adjuvant therapy to address that risk. Um, in patients who had stage 3C1 and no periaortic lymph node assessed in those 200 patients, um, 34% were ITC positive, 4% were micropositive, and 62% were macropositive. 96% of these patients received adjuvant therapy, 68% of which had chemo plus RT. Most patients with ITCs received treatment. Two, only two were observed. Otherwise, chemo versus chemo RT was used. So this really strongly supports the idea that ITC positive patients do merit some consideration of um, the ITC positivity as their recurrence risk is 17%. The authors um, in this paper conclude that isolated periaortic lymph node metastases are uncommon um, at, at 4% in patients who had no paraaortic lymph node evaluation who received post-op adjuvant therapy. And the increased risk of recurrence was seen with non-endometrioid histology types. Um, there was also a two-fold increased recurrence in uh, ITC patients um, from ITC patients to micro and macro metastatic patients, so 17% versus 